Reverend Nicole Riley, a clergy coach who helps you do one of the most important jobs there is without losing yourself. Welcome to the Clergy Wellness Podcast. This is season one, episode 42, how to make the rest of 2023 easier. Today we'll also look at a wellness practice of the week, what is making this week good, and we'll have a mindfulness meditation moment. So let's jump in. Ah, here we are. It is post-Easter, and uh, Easter Sunday was just a couple days ago, and I hope you had a great Easter uh, filled with uplifting music and uh, that the church was beautiful and you had beautiful flowers and, and you had kids running around gathering eggs and that you left that celebration with a renewed sense of life and ministry. But if it wasn't what you wished for, if the live stream went down and you tripped in front of everyone and the choir or the band sounded kind of weird, well, it's over. (laughs) We are on to the rest of the year. So I thought in light of all of the heavy lifting that Easter is for uh, church staff and for pastors that maybe a good topic for us this week would be about cultivating easy. Now, I I say that because I think our default isn't cultivating easy. Uh, We default how to make things hard, how to make things more complicated. I am not sure why, but it does seem pretty common that instead of looking at things, especially ministry, and saying, how can we make this easy, we look at it and think about how it might be hard and complicated. (laughs) So what if you looked at the rest of the year? You know, you looked at, uh, we're in spring, we're going to have a beautiful summer and fall, and then you know, not the next big holiday really is Christmas. So you have a lot of uh, time for living into this year with Easter just just right in the rearview mirror. Um, what if you looked at how to make the rest of this year a little bit easier for you? So today I want to share with you some ideas on how to make life easier. And some of these are from my own experience and some of them are from Um, some articles that I've been reading. I've been doing some reading, especially on minimalism and uh, thinking about how how to make things easier in our life, how to make things uh, more enjoyable, how how to do that important work. Now, of course, there are times things are hard and things are crazy. Yeah. But how to cultivate more easy. So number one, I think the most important thing as we talk about how to make things easier is the number one thing, take things less personally. Uh, One of the reasons life can feel so hard is we take what happens at the church um, personal. We think that somehow it's personal. It may be personal. (laughs) It may not be personal. But I think we do a little bit better in all of it when we take a couple steps back 
And we start learning those skills about how to take things less personally. I uh, went out for dinner a couple nights ago, and I was uh, meeting some new friends. In the course of the conversation, um, one of the people in the couple let me know how little he needed my participation and involvement in something he was doing. And I must admit, my first thought was, oh, I'm not wanted here. I'm not needed here. Maybe, maybe I should just go somewhere else. But as I thought about it, and as I listened to him, I recognized that his comment was really in the context of his own situation. And that helped me understand it more fully. His comment wasn't personal. It, it was coming from his life and where he was and how he had felt taken advantage of in situations and how he didn't want to do that. In the local church, it's really easy to take things personally. But one of the things I have learned low over these many years is that most people are behaving out of their context. And by that, I mean they're behaving in a way that makes sense to them, but it may really have no actual grip on reality. You know, I have uh, mentioned several times um, the women from one of the churches I served who were the, quote, nurture stewards. That is, their part of the job at the church was their whole job was to nurture people. And they uh, did not like me at all. And so they went out of their way to make things miserable for me. But when I think back on it, I think it probably had absolutely nothing to do with me. And that whoever would have followed this pastor that they loved, they would have gotten that same terrible treatment. So learn how to take things less personally. Let them roll off your back. And that will make life a heck of a lot easier. Number two, take more responsibility for your own actions. I I think sometimes one of the reasons life is so hard is because we let ourselves be pushed back and forth by others and their demands. Uh, It's the nature of ministry. There's lots of demands on our time and our energy. That's often how it is. But there's no reason to let that then become the dominant way we live our lives. Um, Your life will be easier when you decide to take more responsibility for your own choices and your own decisions. Now, that may sound counterintuitive. It may feel like blaming other people, certainly a lot easier than taking responsibility for your own actions. But actually, when we take responsibility for our own actions, we have much more opportunity to live a life that we're proud of and excited about. So when you look at your life, Just ask yourself, where is it I'm not really taking responsibility for myself? Do I not eat lunch because I didn't take responsibility to make lunch before I left the office? Or do I not get exercise in each day because I don't schedule it in my day in a way that honors what I need? Or do I not spend time with God every day because I'm so busy doing tasks for God that seem more important? Life gets easier when we take responsibility for our own actions for the simple reason that we have much more control over our own actions than other people's. Number three, practice life-giving routines. I think it's important to have routines in our daily life that are life-giving for us, whether it's taking that break at lunch and going for a walk or having that second cup of coffee or spending 30 minutes in the sanctuary once a day to renew and relax 
or even to get a massage once a month, whatever it is that are your routines that are life-giving. What routines give you life? Our lives are easier when we practice routines because it's exhausting to try and create everything from scratch every day. Um, You may have noticed, but there's a craze around having a morning routine. And in fact, if you Google morning routines, you're going to find thousands of articles about it. I really enjoyed the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I probably read that book 10 years ago. And it was a good starting place to think about how I wanted to start my mornings. The big idea is to practice some kind of routine in the morning or the evening or the afternoon, whatever works best for you, that helps you make space and time and things for things in your life that are life-giving to you. You know, some of the routines that are serving me lately that are uh, life-giving to me are having my regular meditation time, um, writing down scripture, and then reflecting on what I'm writing down, uh, reflecting on what's going on in the garden when I just stick my head out the door and walk around for a couple minutes, uh, taking a bath when I can squeeze that kind of thing in. Uh, your life will be easier when you have a couple routines that are life-giving to you. You're not going to do them 100% of the time. Nobody does. I shoot for a good, strong C+, B- with these things, and I find that that makes all the difference. Number four. Ask for help. One of the reasons that life is hard for clergy in particular is that we think we should know all the things. Um, The reality is that for pastors, there's lots of stuff we just don't know. I think this probably applies to a lot of professionals, a lot of people who think that they should know things when folks come to them. But there is going to be so much more ease in life when you actually recognize that you don't know and you need to get some help. This is why I've always worked with coaches. This is why I've always been comfortable calling my friends in situations I found myself in in the local church to ask for help. Uh, in my last church, we did some fundraising. It was right at the tail end of COVID, and we were working on raising funds to redo our playground at the church. And I called a whole bunch of friends and I said, going to do this? What are your best practices for fundraising? What do you think I should do? Because, you know, we can't gather everybody and have like a rally about it because it's COVID still. You know, what ideas do you have there? Um, I asked a lot of people a lot of questions. And then I also took a lot of time to pray about it. And I prayed a whole heck of a lot about it because I didn't know, would we be able to raise some money during COVID? I just, you know, I wasn't sure. But It all ended up coming together, and it was a great thing for the church as we came back from COVID. And I felt that a lot of that happened because I had the confidence to step out and to do it, even though a couple of my friends thought I was nuts, because I had asked for a lot of help. I had a lot of ideas, and I I really felt supported by God in in stepping out. So ask for help. Uh, Number five, declutter your life. Um, One of my favorite things to do post-Easter is to go through my office and to get rid of stuff. Um, Most of the pastor's offices that I go in, and it's not a lot, it's maybe a dozen, most of them look awful, (laughs) especially if you've been in your office for a long time, right? You've just accumulated so much stuff. 
Most of our offices are a little too messy, filled with papers, there's a whole lot of chaos. Now, that may totally work for you. So, you know, may not be your office you need to declutter. Um, Maybe it's another area of your life. Maybe it's your closet. Maybe it's your car. (laughs) But spend some time decluttering. It seems to be a spring thing for sure. But I think it's life-giving all year round. It makes things easier. You know, I I recently uh, went through the refrigerator at my house and got rid of a bunch of stuff. And like there were drawers that were just completely empty. And I was like, yeah, this, this just makes things easier, easier to see what I have. Number six, prioritize your health. Chances are good with how busy the year has been so far that you haven't been to the doctor. You haven't had your teeth cleaned. You haven't had your eyes checked. If that's you, make an appointment and prioritize your health. I've always taken off Fridays, and so I've always put those appointments on my Friday. But even with having the convenience of a weekday off, I know I have always struggled to make those appointments. I hate going. So in this spring, and as you look toward the rest of the year, schedule those appointments and prioritize your health. And part of that may be for you scheduling the rest of your vacation for the year. You know, you may not have scheduled your vacation at the beginning of the year, and you may now post-Easter be thinking, when is my vacation? Um, You should be taking off at least four Sundays. And then if you're doing some education, a couple more Sundays. It depends on your denomination, depends on how big your church is, all those things, but I think it's really important as you care for your health to also take some time off. Churches actually benefit from hearing a variety of voices and not just one or two clergy voices. I've had the pleasure this past year of being the pastor in residence at a friend's church, and that meant that over the course of 12 months, I will have preached seven times at this church. And this lets this pastor have uh, some more breaks from preaching, but also gives them some time for family and some church projects that they were working on. It's great. And one of the things that I've appreciated as they set all this up was they told me and they told the church pretty much every week, it's in their bulletin when I'm there, that this is one way to hear additional voices on Sunday morning. You may have noticed that a lot of the large churches um, don't just hear from one person all year round. They've worked hard to grow a pool of preachers, so there's a variety of styles and voices and backgrounds. So, Now, you may be great at scheduling your doctor's appointments, and you may have all your vacations scheduled. Um, I applaud you for both of those things. So you might need to ask yourself, what would I need to do to increase my wellness and prioritize my health this year. Do it. Figure that out. And it will make your life easier if you work on that and take your own health and make it a priority. So a couple things to make life easier. Um, one, One is to take things less personally. Two is to take more responsibility for your own actions. Three is to practice routines that are life giving. Four is to ask for help. Five is to declutter your life. And six is to prioritize your health. One more thing. I think it would be great uh, in that ideal world that I know none of us live in 
uh, to look at our schedules and to honestly ask ourselves how we might make our weeks a little easier and a little more sustainable. Uh, for some folks, that might be coming in a little later or leaving a little earlier, or maybe it would look at how many meetings you're in, or maybe it would look be about having some food in the office. So if you did forget your lunch, it was there, or maybe it would be just some small tweaks, just some things that would make life a little easier. Um, this week, I was listening to a podcast on productivity, and one of the things that was offered was about front-loading your week. The idea being at the start of the week, you might have more energy, so you might get more done. So if you cook for family, you cook at the beginning of the week, and the end of the week is more leftovers or takeout or whatever. Now, this may or may not work for you. You know, clergy sometimes take Monday off. Sometimes clergy also just are tired on Monday. I know I always did staff meetings toward the beginning of the week when I had more energy. I also always wrote my sermon toward the beginning of the week, so I was able to focus better. But I saved things that I could do that were more relational for later in the week, like visiting, whether that's hospital visits or visiting people in their home or whatever it was that was a little more relational toward the end of the week when I didn't need quite the same amount of focus and energy. Making your life easier is about knowing your own rhythms, how much you can do and how much you should do and giving yourself some grace periods so that you can make the rest of 2023 easier. So I invite you to think of one thing or two things maybe about how you might live into the rest of this year in a way it was a little more lightweight and low maintenance, a little easier for you. Wellness practice of the week. This is where we look at something we might do this week to increase our wellness. And this week, the wellness hack is to listen to your body. Now, post-Easter, you might have a lot of energy or you might be totally running on fumes. You might be sleeping well or you might be having some restless nights. Just notice how your body is. Is it rested, energized, exhausted, troubled, peaceful? As you listen to your body this week, See what is needed. An earlier night, an extra run, some time just to sit and relax. If you're not sure what your body needs and what it is saying to you, take a moment and ask your body what it needs. Our bodies are actually wonderfully resourceful in helping us know what we need. So I invite you this week to... Pay more attention to your body. Stretch a little more. Take a little more time. Do what is needed so that your body would feel cared for whatever it's dealing with this week. What is making this week good? This is the part of the episode where I talk about what I'm enjoying with hope that you will notice those good things in your week too. So um, this week, earplugs are making this week good. 
I have been noticing that for whatever reason, I am just so much more sensitive to sound right now. Um, I don't know why, but I just feel more distracted by all the sounds around me. And some of it may certainly be that uh, we have a house behind us that is adding in, uh, looks like an ADU. And there's been construction going on pretty much every day. Not a lot, but just it's a constant I often like to have classical music on in the house during the day. It helps me when I'm feeling a little low energy. But with all the hammering that's going on right now, I'm finding that that's all I was hearing. So I have decided to use some earplugs. I actually had bought them when I lived in the cozy magical cottage because there was some noise there and that helped. Um, And I'm also finding I'm using them at soccer games. I go to soccer games fairly regularly and the noise level is particularly high. So I have bought some just regular earplugs on Amazon and I actually have coming the um, headphones that are the noise blocking headphones. Um, And this is just a way to help me focus better, to help me be able to look at how those noises are wearing me down a little bit, are making things a little harder. So I've actually started keeping my earplugs a variety of places. I have some in my office, so when the banging gets too big in here, or I have some by my nightstand, so when I'm, you know, hearing the dog snore, whatever it is, I can pop them in. But they're just a simple thing, just a little way to take care of myself a little more, and earplugs are what are making this week good. Mindfulness meditation. So take a moment to relax wherever you are. Take in a deep breath if that's helpful to you. Look around as a way to ground yourself in the moment and take a moment to remember who you are. You are God's beloved. And remember in whose image you were created. You were created in the image and likeness of God. And I want to share with you a quote. This is from author John Kabat-Zinn, who writes a lot about mindfulness and meditation. And the quote is this, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. So let me read it one more time. You can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. To me, what that speaks about is how life certainly can get crazy, can get so busy. There can be so much that's going on um, that makes life hard, but we can learn how to surf. We can learn how to make things easier on ourselves. We can learn how to make life more enjoyable, no matter what season we're in. So may you know these words in your own life and may they give you Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Nicole Riley Coaching and find out how to work with me. I have a couple spaces open this spring in my schedule, and I'd love to work with you as a clergy coach, a church coach, life coach, or social media management at NicoleRiley.com 
or revriley at gmail.com. My book is Expanding the Expedition Through Digital Ministry, and it is at Amazon. And today I invite you to make an important choice to embrace a life of wellness. See you next week.